What? You, you can't start a recording with what? What? What were you saying what about? Uh, you said something about using a laptop or something, but I was paying attention to what was going on in my head. SD card formatting. Don't know mm. what that means, but cool. San Miguel. Oh, your mama. Um, okay. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. You're going to have to carry this one. Really? Because I'm um, out of it completely today. Are you as well? Does that mean we're going to have a nice, relaxed chin wag? Maybe. I have got some things to talk about, but... Why are you out of it? Did you did you get much sleep? I know you've been... I, I mean, I kind of overslept, and uh. I've kind of been busy trying to test out sounds for triangles today. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you've got a... You've got a... Emulate a percussion section with your electronic drum. Well, you? yeah, I, I mean, I basically switched out the crash symbol for the ride symbol, like with the actual cables, because the ride symbol sound is better for a triangle, but it has like a really specific spot that you have to hit. So, okay. so if I'm doing a roll, it's more reliable on the ride symbol. All right. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Turning into a tech god. Yeah, well, I'm sort of having to decide on the timbre of it all, and I'm basically playing the entire percussion section unless they can find a timpanist. Is it timbre or timbre? Timbre. It's timbre. That's French for stamps or a stamp. Don't ask me. I wasn't asking you. I was telling you. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is. I'm gonna. Uh, let's let's. I'll tell you what. Let's not let this evening turn into what happened last time we were drinking together. Yeah, I think that would be for the best. Yes. I'm gonna avoid that particular brand of beer again. The Innocent Gun Ale, six point six percent. Okay. Because I I was a bit of a twat. Um, and I'm I'm too tired to be a twat. I've been getting up at nine in the morning and doing a bit of work. Oh, that's channel. Shall we start the podcast? Maybe. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. Maybe internet. not. What's that? <laughs> oh, I'm making the wobble table. <laughs> I'm making the tobble wable. <laughs> Tape. Tape. Shut up! <laughs> I've only had a sip of beer. I'm just, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Ma, like you, you're ma. like this when you're not drunk. It's just as soon as I start trying to be remotely professional, you you just can't can't handle it. Yeah. It sounds like you're phoning it in. Remotely professional. Like, where are you? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're in Spain, dear. <laughs> Spain. Oh, San Miguel. Dos cerveza, por Shut favor. Shut the fuck up. <sighs> Hello, Internet. I'm Fireball. And I'm the Orbiter.
Is that your theme song now? I'm trying to, I'm trying to put variety into the show, and I'm running out of daft things to do. We're getting on. This is episode sixty-two. Mm. Welcome, by the way. Welcome. We're we're a bit um we're a bit. What the fuck? Oh, it's all right. That's just camera two's Wi-Fi. Uh, that that's just camera two waiting to start recording later on and getting fed up and going into standby. We're a bit out of it today. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I I slept in, which is unusual, but I, I for some reason just had a headache. And I've been getting productive and waking up at like nine in the morning, which seems like that. I mean that that sounds like I'm I'm thinking that's really early. I mean, most people kind of start work before that. I'm not colonel <laughs> now. I can't sleep in the darkness. We're going to have a shock coming to us, aren't we? Yeah. At uni. <laughs> Genuinely, I, mean, I don't think I've slept through an hour of darkness for a while. Mind you, I mean, I'm going to be going into teaching after that, so I'll be used to kind of um, having quite decent holidays where I can catch up on sleep and stuff. Apparently, most of my friends who are in teaching, basically, they just kind of crawl to the end of the summer term and then they just sleep for 24 hours before they can do anything. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you, then you have to deal with people. Yeah, I'm kind of... I, I mean, I'm probably going to try both out to see what I prefer, but I'm kind of leaning towards um, possibly thinking about teaching primary rather than secondary. Oh, but I don't, I don't know. know who's worse. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm I'm more that kind of um, mental maturity. I, I think I relate like... to to uh, teenagers. Scare me. They're too too old for me <laughs> to kind of relate to. They're kind of you know you know what I mean. They <laughs> they try to be kind of oh never mind. I mean. There's probably a fair amount of the people in my music class that you could have related to. Yeah, that's true. I'll try them. I'll try them. I think my ideal would be in school. I think I'd I'd probably get because um, the other thing is you get to teach different subjects. You won't be teaching music all the time. So oh right, like well, I think if you're teaching music specifically, you'd be like a specialist visiting schools normally. No, they're peris. They're, peri- they're peripatetic teachers. Um, no, but uh, music as a subject. If I was in secondary school, it would be I'd be teaching music as a subject, like um, Mrs. Moyer. Yeah. Um, but it's, this is classroom teaching, which is different from visiting instrumental teachers. Yeah, but like wh- at least when I was at primary, we just had the, uh, there was a guy that like, visited a bunch of schools oh, right, to okay. teach each oh, right, class okay. music. That's interesting. I'll, uh, I'll find out more about it near the time. But uh, he must be getting on. He was, I mean, he was grey when I was at primary. Some people start going grey in their twenties, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. But I think my ideal would possibly be to teach sort of primary age in school because I think it would be less hassle because I wouldn't be bringing teenage problems with them and being all bolshy and stuff. Um, I don't know. But then perhaps be involved in the kind of. Um, County music scene outside of that. I don't know if that'll be an option, but I'll find out. Primary school kids are just like plain evil. Uh, teenagers are like calculated. Yeah, but evil. I kind of understand their mentality. I kind of, I kind of get them. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like teenagers would bully me 
Because <laughs> I do. Well, yeah, but I mean, I kind of know you. Um, but you see, if you're teaching them in a school, okay, you get to know them as they get older. But every year you think you've got, you've kind of got yourself sussed and another load come through. Yeah, well, that's the same with any. Anyway, um, what's what's what are we going to talk about? Are we uh, well, shall we start with the news? Do is this um, uh, uh, bleh, 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 public news or channel news first? Um, either or. Well, while we're on the subject of me getting productive, I just thought I'd like to announce that um, I. I'm on the verge of having lots of stuff set up and and getting into um, finally getting into streaming myself working and gaming. You didn't you want to do that like three years ago? Yeah, but I didn't really get round to see what what kicked it off. Actually, getting me to get the technology sorted and the program sorted and getting it actually working this time was because um, I don't know if I mentioned on this. I was working on uh, a remote choir project with Nan um, with Nan's choir where they've recorded on their phones in their living rooms, sent me all their audio files and I put them together and um, and you can see the results on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't know if I've linked it through to you. Anyway, it's the Orbiter. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was going to show her what I do, how I um, work with the audio files because there's a lot of uh, dark arts that goes on with... Um, Shifting audio files around and editing and and cross fading and auto tuning, um, <laughs> which I thought she'd find interesting. So I tried to record myself, like do a screen capture recording it, um, and it I got the screen capture, but I didn't get the sound. But that got me into working out how to do all the routing of the video and the sound and stuff. And then I thought, well, she can actually, if she wanted to, she's interested in seeing how it works. She could actually watch me doing it as I'm doing it, instead of me recording stuff and then having to upload it and stuff. So I got it all sorted out. And I'm all set up. Um, I've set up a Windows partition on my Mac so that um, I can do some gaming stuff on our Twitch channel. But in the meantime, because I, mean, I use yeah, Streamlabs, I now have pretty much my own that um, personal way back streaming site. We used to... Theorbiter.live. Way back when we used to stream these, like, yeah, we did it once or twice, didn't we? Uh, I think we might have done it about three. Didn't somebody tip us ten p. Yeah, I think so. But the, uh, one of the streams, I don't, it got really long. But, Breaking bollocks live, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a bit. Of, I don't know. They started off like kind of nice and like talking to us, and then just out of nowhere, one of them just started being a dickhead, and then they all started being a dickhead. I think that's just. Um, they might have just you don't thing trolls. is on streaming you don't have to be the kind of person who interacts there's there's latency settings and and the standard latency is like if you don't want real time interaction especially if you're on games that you've got um like multiple online players you don't want people to kind of get, get be able to see what you're doing when you're doing it because no but like um it would be I, I I like that sort of idea of interacting. It's just yeah. When those people do, you have but you, I mean, you like haven't sort I, of built up an audience. If I'm streaming, if I'm concentrating on a game, or if I'm concentrating on work, like if I'm, I'm doing my sort of studio work, um, and streaming that, um, 
I don't mind there being standard latency, which is perhaps maybe 15, 20 seconds behind something like that, because people don't yeah. people don't chat through audio. Well, if you d- d- try and do it real time, it tends to fuck up, I think. Yeah, unless you've got a really good internet connection. and Yeah, I'm not sure about but... that. Um, anyway. Any yeah. other channel news? Um, I don't know. Oh, we've got a, a, a special episode coming up, haven't we? Oh, yes. Um, Which we shall be recording this week. At some point this week. I mean, there's, there's various things going on. Um, I mean, I'm trying to do basically the whole percussion section for GYO, which is Grampy New Orchestra. They're doing a virtual concert, which, I don't know, it might be meant to be out by the time this episode goes out. I'm not That's sure. a massive project, depending on how many people take part, but. Yeah, well, um, from the sounds of it, I'm basically the only person doing percussion because they said for me to do the cymbals and then sent that in and they're like, oh, can well, you do this bit? But then that's the problem with percussionists. If any, if, if, any, if, if this is going to be true of any musical performer, it's likely to be the percussion section who don't have the majority of their instruments at home. Yeah. Even, even professionals will generally keep all their... Um, owned percussion kit in like a lockup somewhere and go and collect it to take to rehearsals or concerts because yeah, it takes up a lot of room, doesn't it? And yeah. the neighbours hate you. <laughs> yeah, they're very loud and very big. Although I would love, I would love to go out in the garden with a massive tam tam and just kind of in the middle of the night. No, I mean just like to call someone to dinner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that. Do you remember the um, Star Trek episode with um, with um, is it Hom? Um, As this Deanna original Tro- series? No, no. Um, Next Generation. Um, Deanna Troy's mum, who fancies Captain Picard, but he's got his man. She's got a manservant, the big, big tall guy called Hom. All oh, right. And they have a they have a like a. Uh, some kind of special meal, don't they? And he just stands in the background, kind of clanging this glass little tiny gong thing to show appreciation. I don't know where I was going with that. I always remember being told, do you remember? I don't know if you'd remember, actually. There used to be um, one of the film studios. I think it might have been Rank um, that had, like, as the logo, you know, like um, MGM has, like, a lion roaring in a kind of yeah thing well i think it was rank screen productions had like a, a topless guy a bit like tarzan some muscly topless guy with a massive gong <laughs> gong yeah okay. and he would whack it he would like take a massive swing at it and it looked a bit like um you know those kind of ripply gold covered foil chocolate coins that you hang on a Christmas tree but really big but I always remember remember being told that if the gong was actually that big it wouldn't make anything like a gong sound because it's just I mean you know how big a tam tam is but I mean about twice the size of the of the tam tam behind Roger Taylor in the uh, and back in those days they called them bumblebees because the Nichols had pictures of bumblebees on them now, why did I what have an f- onion on my belt? Well, it was the style at the time. <laughs> what? Um, an onion? What's that from? It's a reference to The Simpsons. All oh, right, okay. Um, 
Now, that brings me to the whole racism issue. Oh, because, okay. Well, no, this was something that I found quite interesting, was that, you know, over the last few weeks, there's all been all of this Black Lives Matter stuff, and it's stirred up a lot of conversation, and um, which has been good. Um, and things like Little Britain um, have been taken off, and, you know, various programs have been kind of seen for what they were. And, and I heard... Um, one of the podcasts on the Gentleman of Pop Culture um, network, which is kind of kind of linked to the After Dark network um, down in Australia, talking about how it just seems weird that, and I remember this, we used to watch Little Britain, and it wasn't that long ago. It was in the in the noughties, um, and find it funny. But now watching the same stuff, it's not that long ago. And now watching the same stuff, you feel you just feel uncomfortable. I don't and I, know. Most of the stuff that I've seen from it just feels like I, I, I don't know how this was okay in my lifetime. Well, exactly. I mean, that that's the weird that's the weird thing. I I mean, I'm not sure it was exactly though. It's just sort of. Well, yeah, but well, Simpsons. Now I noticed this the other morning, and this is something that they've announced this week. Um, which was funny because I was thinking it. I, do you remember the um, episode where they go to the sushi restaurant and there's the Japanese guys in the kitchen doing they, they order fugu? Oh, right, yeah. And that's really um, racially stereotyped. Like the, the Japanese guys in the kitchen going, oh, yeah, oh, and all this lot. It's, and, and I was just like... Anyway, but on that topic, I, I, at the time I thought, yeah, that, that's actually not, not very respectful like to japanese people but and there's the apu thing as well but that is something which has been announced this week hank azaria um and simpsons crew have said that they are from now on not gonna do any um people of color voiceovers I mean, I with white they, they kind of want to do their part but like it doesn't really have a huge amount to do with black lives matter like racism isn't over because they're no longer going to be white actors playing people of color in the Simpsons, or because Little Britain's been taken down. No, but like, they're all they're all small steps. Yeah, I guess, but like you can't you can't eradicate something overnight like that. I, I feel like quite often the discussion sort of gets drowned out from the actual action that needs to be taken. It's sort of like while these things are sort of yeah. Tr- Probably should have been done a while ago, just the like thing in is, the background. But like, how how do you change people's attitudes? Yeah, well, and that's it's thing of media, but I mean, see, there's a thing of like people talking about taking down statues, railing history, which is fucking dumb. But um, I think like I I didn't even know um, Edward Colston, the statue um, mm. pulled down in Bristol. I never heard of it before the statue was taken down. So taking them down, you see, I, I had, and I'd, I'd heard of of there being um, a campaign to rename the Colston Hall in Bristol, um, which is a famous um, orchestral symphony. That would be because you're more involved with yeah. that specifically. But like, I, I mean, I, I'm, I don't claim to speak for the people of Britain, but I don't think most but people have heard of him. That's like a similar prior issue. to this. No. But it's a similar issue to, um, I know there was the Extinction Rebellion protests um, at art exhibitions and stuff like that, and and this has happened in um, in music in the world of music as well. That that um, stopping 
the idea of oil companies sponsoring the arts, um, which is a weird one because obviously you want the money, but at the same time, do you want do you want to be given publicity to companies that are killing the planet? Oh, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. But then you sort of go, well, okay, sure, but like, we we need to be as ethical as possible yeah. and reasonable. I either that or just tear the whole thing down. Which yeah, I'm increasingly getting on board with. Yeah, but you you've got to get through no man's land then, no person's land. Sorry. Um, you know it's all very well saying that, but it, it's. You've got to get to the other side. Something new, I guess. But like... It takes time to build that, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, people have been uh, breaking lockdown rules en masse. Kind of. Did you see Bournemouth Beach on... Yeah, I I heard... um, Did you see a thing... in Dorset, they had about half a million visitors. Yeah, um, either on the beach or trying to get to the beach. But they've—I think was it yesterday or the day before—they've they had the busiest ever day for bookings in the travel industry because they've opened up Europe for <clears throat> for summer holidays to the Brits. Like there was—I think it was—I can't remember. If it, he said it was like about. Three times or eight times, I'm not sure which it was, but busier than the same day last year. See, I I sort of thought things would get a bit more casual during the summer and that there would be a second wave, but I didn't think it would be like as soon as things opened up. Mm. But I mean, guess that's what happened when you change your rules about, to suit what your advisors are doing. Meanwhile, they're talking about um, locking down Leicester at the moment, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, some <clears throat> a local spec. I mean, this is the way it seems to be going. Is that they're talking about having these local lockdowns, and Leicester looks like it might be heading that way because they've had an outbreak in a meatpacking plant. They say that they were going to they they open up pubs as well, which I think is part of why people have like flocked well, to the beaches. And England's gone down to the one meter rule now as well, haven't they? Well, they say one meter plus, Fucking... which is like well, then it's not one meter, like. Two meters if you can manage it, but like I don't know what this you're is. You're not going to be <clears throat> see. Uh, this is Sunday. Um, this podcast tends to go out on a Thursday, so it's like four days away, five days away. Uh, yeah, yeah, four days away. Um, but today or yesterday, uh, I suppose, with the news, Florida has had almost ten thousand new cases, nine and a half thousand new cases, the most ever. They never really locked down though, did they? No. Well, yeah, but I mean, the theme parks closed and stuff. Well, yeah, that, that's individual companies doing that, I think, to yeah. like basically save their PR. Mm. Um, but the, the actual see, yeah. government in Florida, I don't think, has done anything. And a lot of the states, because they have it where states have a lot of power over local governance. I see um, the Rolling Stones are pissed off with Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it seems to happen every time he picks a new song that just like basically just everyone fucking hates See, him. So like he. Can't I mean, I understand music. I understand that, but I mean, um, 
practically speaking, I'm not sure exactly. I mean, the, the Rolling Stones have said that they're consulting with their lawyers to see if what they There's can do. There's different rules for political rallies. Oh, right. Okay. Um, because I think it was something to do with Reagan back in the day. Because I know... I he um, used, like, Born in the USA, which Bruce Stinks... Springsteen was not happy about. I mean, essentially, normally, under normal circumstances, if a venue's licensed to play music, then yeah, you just have to pay the royalties. But it's because it's yeah. like it's got a particular person, it's got a message behind it that, like, right, it it could be seen as endorsement. I wonder if that's a similar kind of thing as, um, like, uh, the, I think it has to be okayed if if music gets used for like an ad campaign. Yeah, because I suppose it, um, it kind of implies support for that product uh, there was a i think there's a vox video on it vox uh go to the youtube channel what else is that March 11, oh, what are you doing you putting new things what are you doing why are I'm, you doing I'm, that i'm why getting are you doing? a video what are you doing why oh this is good i'm gonna have to edit something out now aren't i well, yeah are you gonna make me watch it so I'm gonna to have to edit it out. Um, big old bollocks. I think it was on here. Bob, big old bollocks. Bob. What, what the fuck are you talking about? Bob. <laughs> Our monthly um, exclusive for subscribers on Patreon. Bob. Ah, uh, here we go. How Queen got Trump to stop using their music. All right. Okay. Because it's that we are the champions thing. Okay, I'll um, <clears throat> I'll allow this one because I want to see this. It's kind of interesting um, when you consider that they don't mind um, flash floor cleaner using it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is kind of interesting when you when you consider they don't mind flash floor cleaner using their music. I mean, basically, Freddie Mercury has said to to the rest of the band before he died that whatever they wanted to do with his music was fine because it was at the end of the day it was just music. It was there to be made money from. So, <laughs> is Flash Floor Cleaner though a politician? No, but it is it is funny that um, you know that that yeah I know yeah. Well, I'll play the video too. Please explain. do. Yeah, so basically they need a particular license and they can, the yeah. actual artist can opt out of that. When I don't know if want. we said, uh, if if you want to see that video, how Queen got Trump to stop using their music on Vox channel on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. So, politics here. Um, um, also, um, the highest temperature in the Arctic ever was recorded in a North Siberian town, I think it was 38 degrees Celsius. Ooh, that's warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I looked it up a little while ago. Um, and where did you say? As a town Siberia. in Siberia. Yeah. For those of us who aren't particularly good at geography, is that northern Russia? Yeah, well, it's sort of that middle bit of Russia, but it was a northern part of Siberia. Mm. Um, yeah, 38 degrees C in Verkhoyansk, Verkhoyansk, uh, Siberian town. Uh, wow. t- to put that in context, I think the highest temperature in the UK ever isn't much different to that. No. Well, when we were 
burning like fuck in um, Turkey. Do you remember the day that we went to visit that uh, like kind of gorge place? And we yeah, canoeing did we or something? That 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 was reaching forty two, right? So it wasn't far off that, which was fucking almost painful. You know, you couldn't, you could hardly move, and that this is in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the world's still burning. I know we're kind of distracted with other stuff, but like big picture, like we're still fucked on that front, which is lovely to know. But um, well, what 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 shall we do about it, Firebolt? What shall we what shall we make our mission? Us personally, or like as a society, what should we do? Well, well, we do, we we're not in charge of society, are we? What no. what can we do as individuals? Um, Pardon I mean, me. I mean, I, I. What what would you say is is the biggest sort of carbon footprint that? I mean, if you believe the um, the vegans, I suppose my meat consumption. Yes, I did fall off that wagon. Yeah, I mean. That's quite a, that's a, one of the most major contributions mm. you can sort of or major things that you can cut out to. They are help um, as seen an individual, but something about this. Um, that I mean, it's still that the ultra the wealthy are doing a fair portion. That of was this. it. I was watching a thingy on um, barbecues. It was the Jeff Goldblum. World according to Jeff Goldblum, and there was an episode on barbecues, and they were talking. It was talk- he did obviously a, a lot about sort of meat and that, but then he did a whole section on on the the effect that that has on the planet and stuff like that. And um, and by the way, he has a wife and kids. I said to, to you that I didn't realize he was gay. He might be, but or bi, I don't know. But um, it, it was what? just because he. I said to you, Jeff Goldblum. I said I didn't realize till I started watching that program that he was. I mean, he, he is very camp. Yeah, but I mean, I was quite surprised because of the way that he was very um, kind of overtly um, excited about being involved with um, sort of filming in the sort of LGBTQ um, area. But he was flirting, basically, with men. Like, oh, okay. quite, not aggressively, but quite obviously, Um um, but but yeah, so you don't. I don't know whether or not he is. Not that it matters. But anyway, um, I was just digressing there because um, yeah, he was talking about they were they were um, they're looking into sustainable um, animal meat consumption, and apparently one of the most nutritionally concentrated forms of um, animal products to eat is insects. They uh, looking into making kind of yeah, well, almost like synthetic meat type stuff from while insects. It, you sort of might wince at the idea of eating insects. It is something that we may have to do in the future, especially as a lot of insects. I sort of, well, I, I certainly that you typically find in hotter climates begin to. I think migrate if, I, if I went north. to if I went to a country where they eat crickets. Um, I I'd certainly wouldn't um, shrink at trying them. 
I know I know Uncle Carl has has eaten them in uh Yeah, I mean um I can't I remember where they where he at my Singapore school um, to. Do they do they eat them in Thailand? Well they eat them all over the place. Um they someone had brought in like a packet of I think it was like salted crickets. Oh right, okay. And um somebody brought some down from that class to try and just didn't want to to see that in some ways it doesn't surprise me what does surprise me is is how keen you were to try and also to to enjoy you seem to enjoy snails well snails aren't freaky and spindly no they're slimy and kind of taste like taste like earth Like mm, soil. <laughs> Snails don't freak me out. Okay. Mm. Uh, can, you, can you imagine flying snails? <laughs> just like so. <laughs> imagine a flying snail. It just like gets stuck to your face. Oh, so, that would be terrifying. <laughs> um, flying um, leeches. Oh right. Well, this is not what I was expecting. What? Um, yeah, there's apparently been allegations against him. Against who? Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Of, of what? Harassment and assault. Mm. When was this? Um, two years ago. Oh, I think right, it was yeah. when the sort of Me Too hashtag was blowing up. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, that, that was another thing I remember thinking. Yeah, I've always felt a bit uncomfortable about that. But um, the um, unscripted um, podcast, film podcast, they were talking about different. They talk about all sorts, but talking about that, how kind of casually it seems to incorporate that scene in Back to the Future, which is basically pretty much attempted rape. You know, in the car uh, oh, with Biff. Yeah. And it's it's kind of how, I mean, it, it was fairly in, a fairly intense scene, but it's just like it kind of it did feel uncomfortable. Like, uh, I mean, I think that was part of the point. Yeah, but like, mm. yeah, there but, is no, a sort I think of what issue. The point they were trying to make was that then later on, after that timeline's been changed, Biff when he, when he goes back to the present, Biff is there cleaning the car, and it's like, would you really have the guy that tried to rape you cleaning your car? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, d- I don't know. I wasn't alive in the 80s what the attitude would have been. Pardon um, me. Um, But yeah, there is a sort of thing more recently that's sort of been about um, like showing trauma on screen, being a bit more careful about that. I know... Um- you have often referred to how scary it is, um, how recently homosexuality became legal. But I'm not sure, and it, this is another one that's a bit scary. I'd have to look it up when it was, but it's not that long ago that it was. It was impossible to, well, legally, it wasn't technically possible to to rape your wife because it was seen as a conjugal right. Yeah. Um... I mean, I think the rules on that in Scotland mainly changed like, to do with how it works in a relationship. In um, 
I mean, th- there may have been some rules on this, but like they were made more clear yeah. in, I think it was 2003. Yeah. Mm. Not, not long enough ago. <sighs> Pardon me. Anyway, any more news? Um, any more nudes? Oh, there was something. Ooh, um, Kiss Dahmer's kicked out um, Rebecca Long Bailey. Oh yeah, yeah. His um, his backbenchers aren't too happy, are they? But uh, if you don't know what what there's, there's a lot of backstory to what's going on with Labour. Um, basically, um, when Jeremy Corbyn was in charge, uh, the, there was a fair amount of anti-Semitism going on. Uh, from what I can tell, well, you know, he was against it quite publicly. He didn't necessarily do enough to stop it, and um, ended up sort of. Uh, it was a being a bit slow to act on that. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because that there is an overlap between what some people regard as anti-Semitism and what other people regard as. Um, kind of defend not defending the Palestinians, but like anti-Israel, yeah, or, well, or certainly criticizing Israel. Should we say the, there's a line there where, um, sort of implicating like all of Judaism into what Israel's doing mm. would definitely be anti-Semitic. Yeah, but there's um, there's also the difference between because there are two different kind of meanings to to Jewish isn't there that you can be you can be religiously Jewish but you can also be culturally Jewish but not be religious yeah well I think sort of um I think there's a fair amount of sort of atheist Jews especially in America yeah um but um I wonder where the yeah, term comes the, from the, what I wonder where the term comes from. I mean, from what I know of, like, biblically accounted history, they were um, Egyptian slaves at one point and then moved and then and then sort of escaped and, and trekked to what is now Israel. But I don't know where they came from before that, where they were kind of, if they were kind of, if they were from Israel previously before the Egyptians took them as I mean, slaves. how the sort of it works within scripture is going to be very different from what actually happened but um, sort yeah. of meant to be this promised land that... A land flowing with milk and honey. Um, yeah, well it's sort of I think it's a lot of the reason why um, a lot of like fundamentalist Christians in America seem like really eager to help out Israel because there's sort of this thing of if you help the um, Jewish people uh, like take back Israel like you'll be rewarded in the rapture or whatever it is a tool that's kind of used almost in a propaganda sense though um, religion is, is useful as an ideal to give hope to those who are oppressed of um, something, you know, some kind of paradise-type existence to look forward to. But, yeah, I mean, that was... 
You got all the, like the, the sort of the Negro pretty, spirituals and the history's pretty um complicated there. But um basically after World War Two, um Britain kind of said, Oh, um well Britain sort of said, Oh, Palestine can be freed, but then sort of partitioned it with Israel. Um and then Israel started um and it's not really I'm not really sure whether who really started the fighting there but uh, they basically started like invading Egypt it was always burning since the world's been turning um but yeah they they basically I know that's fire by the way not fighting there was a bunch of wars with their neighbours and now it's to the point where they're annexing part of well they they have been annexing for quite a while um parts of Palestinian territory. What happened? Because did not um, was it Donald Trump? Did he not declare Jerusalem the capital of Israel or something? Well, that he moved the embassy there, which is essentially, essentially the same thing. Yeah, yeah. saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, which which um, that that's the Jerusalem was kind of the bit that, that they not, different religions share, really, wasn't it? Not too long ago, uh, like made a deal that said, oh, basically Israel gets all these parts annexed. Uh, plus, I think Golan Heights, which is actually part of Syria legally, I think. Uh, Pardon me. But also Trump has like developments there, so it's things at stake. Um, Do you know I haven't sneezed for two days? What? I'd, I've been suffering really, really badly with sneezing. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with anything. Right, basically, to cut this short, since you're clearly getting bored... Um, <laughs> There was this uh, interview with someone, I've forgotten their name, where she basically said... Who's um, she? I've forgotten her name. Um, not Rebecca Long Bailey, someone else. Uh, so someone basically said that the Israeli Defence Force, IDF, taught police in America the tactic of kneeling on people's necks. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and therefore has some blame in the police brutality that's going on in America, which is a half-truth, because while American police forces have trained with IDF, it seems a bit th- of a- they definitely didn't invent the technique of kneeling on someone's neck. No, it seems a bit like sort of saying, oh, and- you, you, you trained these people to punch people in the face. Or, you know, it's like it's something that... It doesn't seem like something that you would need to be specifically trained to come up with. No, um... And while yeah, IDF can frankly get fucked, they're not really to blame in any significant way for the police brutality in America. And it sort of plays into this definitely anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that like Jews are to blame for all the evils of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Rebecca Long Bailey sort of endorsed that statement i think kind of uh, like uh, posted that article with that interview saying that she agreed with some of the things being said there and kiss dharma i mean i think she was i think she's like whole idea was shadows me um education secretary she got sat from that position not sure if she got sat as an mp entirely i see i say the whole idea annoys me but i think the fact that so many people fall for it annoys me that whole idea that a particular race or a particular section of society can be inherently evil 
You know, it's kind of all this. This is the, the, the difference between. It's like for me to make any sense out of it. Anything you've got to forget this idea of there being a, an absolute thing such as good and evil. Well, yeah, but because um, once you start doing that, you start labeling everything, including people. Yeah, well, and it's like things things happen, and there are consequences. That's it. You right? You some some are obviously more desirable to some people than to others. Um, I don't know. I just I just seem to have a natural. I suppose we all we all trust our own natural sense of what's what's. See, it's difficult to speak because I say good and evil. That's the same thing as saying right and wrong, isn't it? It's kind of. Well, it's sort of good and evil, I think, is a bit more absolute or at least evil um, is definitely. But um, right and wrong, sort of like people can be right and wrong individually on a lot of different things. You can be right and wrong at the same time as well about something because... Well, yeah, well, that's sort of like that thing with the half-truth. While it's absolutely right to condemn the government of Israel and... Like, is idea it, it th- there's a lot of background context here to why it might be anti-semitic but like it's not directly so like is it ever it's, right it's to, a lot of second guessing people's intentions is it what they should know better like really. is it ever right to kill someone um only in when there's absolutely no other option um, but I, I certainly don't think it should be legal or people should be paid thousands of dollars a year to do it, which is why I say fuck the police. <laughs> and yeah, the it's not technically in their job description, though, is it? <laughs> they get qualified immunity for it because basically yeah. people haven't been charged but in the past for doing that. So they can say, well, how was I supposed that's, to know? That's, that's just a, domest- a domesticized version of um, like military law isn't it you know like in the in the yeah arena I, don't, of I, war. I don't think that should really be legal either but mm. then that's why i don't i don't have any influence <laughs> well not specifically you might do there might be somebody out there listening who thinks you know he's got a point well um <laughs> good luck never being listened to I don't know. I anyway, think there's, should there's we... plenty of people out there that listen. It's just... Um, going back to the actual story I was talking about, um, his actual sacking of her... Um, while Why it's... have I got teabagging in my mind now? While she's not necessarily anti-Semitic herself, it was certainly poor judgment, uh, especially given like she's been sort of around the controversy with Jeremy Corbyn for quite a while she should have probably known better and given that one of his like main sort of campaign promises I guess in the leadership campaign uh, was to stamp out anti-semitism in the Labour Party it doesn't look good to have a front bencher who's in this sort of controversy Um, indeed so I mean I mean, I'm not entirely enthusiastic about him. He seems sort of to have a sort of 
this approach of, oh, well, if I'm too aggressive, then the papers won't like me and then I'll have the same problem as Jeremy Corbyn. I'm not necessarily sure. I mean... I, I, like, I like watching Prime Minister's questions when he's... Yes. There. Just because I like courtroom dramas. Yeah, but PMQs are fucking stupid and it basically achieved nothing most yeah. of the time. I've get, I'm, I it, 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 it's a, a lot a big, less news than I used to. It's a big to, theatrical thing most of the time. Mm. Although it is entertaining seeing Boris Johnson when he hasn't got like hundreds of MPs just roaring behind him. Indeed. Having to actually, you know, speak for himself. So anything else in the news? Um uh, no, was that guy um knifed a load of people in Glasgow, didn't he? Oh, I don't. I, I've I've seen vague things because I follow Nicola Sturgeon on Twitter about something to do with Glasgow. He's there was a guy um, who's a there's apparently a load of asylum seekers have been during the coronavirus thing have been put up in hotels, right? Um, and this particular hotel, uh, I can't remember where they said it was, Park Inn or something. I don't know. Anyway, um. Somebody who, who was there, another asylum seeker who was there, um, had had kind of had known this was likely to happen because the guy had said he, he was wanting to hurt. But basically, they're not being treated particularly well. They're not being kind of fed properly and right. all of this sort of stuff. So he's kind of gone off on one and basically gone around stabbing people. Um, he's mentally, it was... Um, Struggling mentally, should we say? It was, yeah, it was well, mentally ill. Um, but basically, was you're a refugee, you see, yeah, some pretty shit stuff, yeah, from Sudan, I think they said, right? Um, I think there's a civil war going on, yeah, still. Um, can't imagine. I hope you never have to go through that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen a bunch of stuff about um, refugees, um, sort of saying that like <laughs> people are welcome in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm glad that it's not turned into the sort of hate immigrants thing that England seems to have gone down. Well, I see. Sort of, I did kind of. Um, kind of wince at that a little bit because it was the UK news that I was and just hearing him saying that he was an asylum seeker at the sort of top of the article it was like why are you making anything of that you know, mm. like, uh, I can't remember who said it but um, basically this idea that ideology is basically uh, what decides what facts are important to you yeah, and that becomes particularly clear when you see what's put in what order in a headline yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are we anywhere near getting on to the? Yeah, we should probably should. I mean, I mean, we've waffled on for a bit. Fucking hell, it's yeah. Anyway, um, globalism. Yeah. Globalism. Oh shit! Have I researched the wrong subject? And what have you researched? Globalism. Are, are you going to try and make up a silly explanation for what that is? No. It's it's a fetish to do with fat globules. <laughs> I didn't make that up, honestly. Anyway, no, really? seriously, no, I don't. I have no, I'm idea. Gonna, I'm no, gonna. I'm making it. They don't look it up. It's not true. 
Well, I know it's not. Glob. I put globulism. (laughs) That's something entirely different. Um, Now, I'm not entirely sure what globalism is. I will tell you what I thought it was. An art movement that is defined by a technique of painting in which small rounded globs of paint are applied in a pattern to create a unified three-dimensional image. That's far more intellectual than I thought it would be. I mean, it's on Urban Dictionary, so it might not be correct. Um, Now, I don't know actually what globalism in, in the political definition is, but I will open my contribution to it by saying that up until the Brexit vote I thought that was kind of my ethos that that really we should be working towards becoming one planetary nation yeah if I you mean like. there's sort of there's there's two sides to that with um sort of being more for unity and sort of like uh, taking down borders, that sort of thing, it's sort of if I can fostering international explain that sort of thing. What 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 my um, sort of reference to Brexit, what the relevance of that was. There were so many different arguments coming about um, Brexit that the in the end, the only thing that I could really base my decision on was um, whether or not we should be uh, a group of four countries or be a part of a group of 28 countries. And right. that was nearer to the ideal of not having any borders. Uh, but then since all that's happened, I mean, like, uh, I'm I'm now of a different mind in some ways in that I think it depends on... I mean, globalism as a concept, is that a good thing if it's a global dictatorship? You know, how do you get away from... There's sort of... Um, I mean, the, the, the various sort of definitions of what globalism might look like, whether you're talking about simply just, like, being more, I guess, xenophilic um, rather than xenophobic, um, or whether you're talking about, like, a unified global government or, like, a... Let's just... Um, so, just pause like for a moment and, and um, look at the, what the stem of those words means, the xeno part. Um, uh, xeno means foreigner, I think. Um, right, okay. But see, pure like globalism that. surely would not... Uh, that would be an irrelevant term unless you were talking about people from other planets. Well, I... That's the sort of point that I'm making, sort of like if you're talking about just more cooperation between nations or like the abolish abolition of this concept of nations well, that, altogether. That, that's interesting because I think that's one of the problems that I'm kind of becoming more aware of now because if there was a Scottish referendum, I would definitely be looking to cut ties with England because of the political differences between the two nations. Um, and that, uh, while it's not um, as big a gap, there are so many different... I mean, if you look at the difference between, yeah. say, somebody like Switzerland and somebody like North Korea, right? there's... Uh, how, how do you... 
how do you join two societies like that in a global community? You know, there, there's so many different cultural um, I mean, arenas. North Korea is probably sort of it, it's sort of more isolationist states. Sort of like you can't really have that by force. The idea is to sort of incorporate everyone through cooperation. So unless North Korea sort of dismantles its own dictatorship, I don't think most of the world would be fine going towards so, this. So it, it's sort of just sort of trying to go a step further towards... So rather than... See, for me, glo- globalism would mean one nation, a one-nation planet. But what some people possibly mean is what I would think of as perhaps global federalism? Um, I mean, I think sort of globalism in its current form seems to... It it, it would seem impractical, at least for the moment, to have, like, one world government. Mm. I know we've got the UN, but, like, whilst that can do some things, its power is pretty limited and, like... Um, I don't think we vote in any particular representatives other than like really indirectly by voting in a government that appoints them. It seems to me that the superpowers, whoever they might be at different times in history, um, the, the biggest problem seems to be that when a new power begins to grow or coalesce or arise, whatever you want to call it, develop... Um, it's it's almost like they're they're automatically seen as um, an adversary. I mean, it's 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 very evident that America doesn't like the concept of a united Europe. Is it? Well, I think so. I mean, it depends what government you're talking about. It's. America as it is now. Well, yeah, Trump's sort of America definitely doesn't, but they they seem to be a lot more interested in relations with Russia than with Europe because they've been sort of cutting ties with allies and mm. seem to dislike things like NATO. But th- then there is an argument like um, that something like the UN sort of gives these superpowers too much power. So like um, the the Security Council... There's five members that have a veto and seemingly the US has just used that, I think, at least 18 times. Where, how is that fair? How, how, um, how is that tolerated? There's been like an almost unanimous vote to something to do with like criticising Israel, coming mm. back to that, but um, how, that they've just vetoed that. How is it justified that anyone any one nation or any group of nations should have more power within an organization than any other. Well, cause they had a huge part in actually creating it. It's not necessarily justified. It's just that, that's well, kind of, of ironic though. When you look at Europe <laughs> or the European, wow. the European union, I mean, you know, we were very instrumental in, in its, in its, in its, Formation and now we're fucking off. Well, yeah, uh, uh, well, not actually the European Union. We joined quite a bit later. I mean, well, it's sort of how we 
helped in become World a market, II, but like yeah, we we joined quite a bit later. Oh, that's not what I'd heard when all the Brexit stuff was going on. I maybe heard wrongly. We joined in I thought the seventies. We it started in the fifties. The, the sort of precursor to it that was sort yeah. of the cooperation between France and Germany mainly. Mm. Um, but I mean, for France, that's a pretty solid move because they've got basically perfect geography of their that particular part of their borders yeah. secure from like by making it diplomatically locked. Then they've got the English Channel to the north, yeah. the Atlantic, the Pyrenees, the Alps, and the Mediterranean. They're sort of covered on all sides in that case. Yeah. Um, and Germany, I don't think, had a huge amount of choice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've actually been listening to... Um, uh, I think I did... Um, play it in the car to you uh, ages ago uh, podcast I think it's actually unlisted on YouTube uh, too long for Twitter uh, on Brexit uh, like around about the time of the vote Mm. I did find it interesting though because one of them predicted that Nigel Farage was basically um, playing with insider information with no knowledge of that actually happening Um, Mm like way back then and now that it's come out that that was exactly what he was doing to basically just gamble with the pound because yeah there'd Michael be a lot Farage of people making a, a lot it seems he's broken travel regulations again to go to America is he? Nigel Farage I hope he's gone to Florida no well he basically wanted to go to the Trump rally which mm-hmm. funnily enough I'm not entirely sure whether this is actually to do with um Like a campaign on TikTok, but um, basically a bunch of people bought fake tickets to that to boost the numbers and then just didn't turn up and they looked like idiots. There was, uh, I think think it's been deleted now, and the the Trump administration have apologized for it, saying, claiming that he didn't know about it. But Trump Trump, um, retweeted a video that had um, people at the rally um, in the background. Shout, chanting um, white power yeah. <laughs> and according to his administration they, he, he didn't realise of course <laughs> um, but yeah uh, I mean it describes it here globalism as various systems with scope beyond the merely international mm. um Attempts to understand all the interconnections of the modern world and to highlight patterns that underline and explain them. Yeah. It's, I mean... It's, there seems to be pockets. Of- yeah, w- w- what I was talking about with it sort of being like a uh, two-sided coin is like globalism can mean sort of international trade, that sort of thing, and exists very much within capitalism uh, to sort of be this sort of um, like how multinational corporations basically seem to 
control large amounts of power around the world because they basically can just move anywhere Mm. and also pay no tax in that system. But then there's a sort of different idea of globalism. Do you think Flat Earthers call it circleism? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't fucking. I, I don't. I don't think flat earthers are operating important on in any way, shape, or no. form. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. There's sort of a second. You you always derail me. I know. I'm trying to think of a new way to do it now. Um, Keep going. Well, there's I sort have, of this idea in sort of like Marxist theory of like. Um, like the global brotherhood of man and sort of the, the world revolution sort of inspiring people to rise up around the world and take on their oppressors. That used to be a band that would play on um, some Saturday night program every week, the brotherhood of man. Okay. Um, it was a generation game or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the reason I was bringing it up is um, sort of within uh, the whole Brexit debate, which, by the way, has been quite quiet for a while now. Yeah, we're falling off the cliff at the end of December. Well, yeah, it's basically just like there's no hope oh, anymore you... of actually stopping it. So but taking this back to the news, we bought a whole bunch of the wrong satellites, apparently. What? <laughs> right. Wow. So. In the process of um, trying to um, come up with a uh, uh, replacement, if you like, or or an alternative to the European-run satellite navigation um, system, was it called? I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, Galileo, is it? Yeah. Um, Which is in mid-Earth orbit, apparently, I think. Middle-Earth orbit. Middle Earth orbit. Mid Earth, yeah. <laughs> it's doing the rounds around um, Sauron. It's just doing a big eye thing. Anyway, Mount Doom. Um, doom, we're all doomed, I tell you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right, what were you trying to move on? Um, there's some satellite thingy that's in low Earth orbit. That that was being used for something else, and the company claimed said to the government that they could piggyback the satellite nav, sat nav kind of system onto their low Earth orbit thingies. But there's a whole load of um, technical people with knowledge about it saying this has never been done before, and there's no reason to suggest that it's actually going to work. Um, I can't remember what it, that that was the essence of what I picked up from the news item, item anyway. But um, obviously, we've already everyone in this it. government is. Either incompetent, evil, or both. Well, there's all that bullshit that happened with that test and trace thing that was owned by um, Cummings' wife's dog's sister's brother's cousin or something. Um, the the software development company that was doing the Isle of Wight testing app thing, and they've just abandoned all of that now, haven't they? Going with the Apple and Google t- tool. Instead. Well, didn't they just basically go? Uh, actually, no. You can you can all just go out now. I don't know what's going on with that because they don't actually seem to be doing any tracing. No, well, they don't have a way of making it. Apple and Google have a tool, which it's not an app, but it's a part of their, and it's on your phone already. In case you didn't right. know, if you look in the settings, um, it's not activated by default, but it's there now, so that 
it can be used by people who build apps, by developers who build apps for testing and tracing purposes. But it's basically something that that um, does something with the Bluetooth on the phone so that it can monitor the Bluetooth of other phones around it. They've, they've built it into the operating system so that it can be used for apps now. So privacy's dead. But, no, but the difference is... I mean, it already um, was. But. The, and this is why a lot of people weren't going to touch the government one, because it was run by this company that had such close links with... them. Um, I keep calling them Donald Cummings, Dominic Cummings. Um, so there were privacy issues, but with the Apple and Google ones, Such the a data shit name for a supervillain da- as well. The data in the Apple and Google ones is automatically deleted after uh, after fourteen days, right? Because that's all the amount of time it's needed for, right? Because of the test and trace thing. If you if you've if you've not been around somebody for fourteen days, then you're fine. So okay. I mean, I I I, I get the the sort of because um, I think I was reading something about Huawei being potentially banned from UK. Oh yeah, thingies at some point. But I I do get the the worry about private corporations and data. But I but if you ask me, do I trust Apple or Google uh, more or less than the UK government? I I know which I would go with. I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't carry a device around provided to me by the UK government that tracks all my movements. I don't know. I, I, can't, I just don't really trust anyone that rich, either in the government or because it seems like all of them are fucking privately educated or from a corporation. But kind of. Well, to, I think to what I mean to say is system, trust is perhaps, perhaps the wrong word, but I trust. You'll put up. I the, trust Apple and Google to do uh, to to make the right calls with that data, and not to try to manipulate it to kind of. I mean, I I I trust them more to get it right than. I mean, like if if the UK government were tracking me through a device that I take everywhere with me, I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't trust them not to put me in the wrong place at the wrong time. If you know what I, I mean, I trust Mr. Bean more than this government. So yeah, that's Mr. Fair. Bean. He would make a good prime beanister. What? He would make a good prime. You heard me. I said uh, you heard me. I'm not going to repeat myself. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. The, the the sort of thing with the Brexit thing was <laughs> there were a fair amount of people. I think sort of Labour voters who you know, could see that the, the EU, whilst there's a lot of benefits to it, it's still a capitalist system and it's got its problems. Mm. Um, oh, by the way, big thank you. What? On behalf of everyone here to the um, Scottish... What is it called? I can't remember what it's called now. We've been given I'm so grateful you've forgotten its name. It's some some fund or other. Scottish Enterprise Fund. That's the one. Scottish Enterprise Fund. They have um, they've bunged us a bit more money to keep us going until October because I'm not getting any gigs at because all. The Scottish government doesn't actively hate people. <laughs> I mean, it might get some things wrong occasionally, but like you this don't feel like it actually wants you dead. Like, I mean, I applied originally because I, there was this um, financial help available uh, grants, not loans. So they just give you the money. Um, 
up to £25,000 for um, businesses. Um, and one of the sectors that was specifically mentioned was the sort of hospitality and tourism industry, which wedding industry is part of that, and the arts as well. Um, so I applied for that originally, um, and they gave us some back in, was it April? But I had an email last week saying, um, we realise that, it's going to be a long time before your sector is back to normal. So using your knowledge of that sector, can you send us um, another three months cash flow projections and, and we'll um, see if we can give you some more money to keep you going. Because right. I, I know weddings are opening up again in England at the moment, um, but only for up to 30 people, I think. Uh, and that's not Scotland, obviously, that, that we're being more cautious up here. Um, but there is talk that it could be um, by the end of the summer that Scotland could be essentially COVID-free, the way it's yeah, going. I mean, it. But it depends. I'm always very cautious because, like, until there's a vaccine, like, yeah, that was the difficulty. How do you stop it coming back in? It's all very well as getting rid of all our cases, but I mean, if if there's any, we need to build Hadrian's Wall again. I mean, get a load of Glaswegians down there. Give why them, specifically Glaswegians? Because they're big and and they they drink girders. Give them a load. Give them a, a lorry load of iron brew. It's made from girders. You... Iron brew, stocky Glaswegians building walls to keep the um what are they called um sasnaks out. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um. Keeping keeping the um, the virus at bay, right? Yeah, I don't think we'll need to do that, but like, we should still be like pretty careful either way. Um, I lost my mask. I had an ace mask. It's probably in a pocket somewhere. Oh, it's sort of falling out of my pocket. It might be in the car actually. What are you talking about? Right, my I've face mask. i made this point for like 30 minutes, but like I know, you but... keep derailing me every five fucking seconds. Well, I'm trying to make it more entertaining. Right. With the whole Brexit thing, <laughs> there's this idea of a left Brexit. Like, sure, we leave the European Union, but we actually make something better for ourselves. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Yeah, it's sort of like... Government. Kind of relies on like Labour actually winning an election, which doesn't seem to be happening. Aren't they the ones that the Tories managed to fool into voting for them at the election? Well, yeah, that was basically. I don't understand why anybody who's had their eyes open for the last ten years could even think about voting. Well, he reckons. I mean, he said he reckons that. uh, I mean, for me, see, this is this is an indication of of. of what I think of of the Tories and Boris Johnson especially is that he specifically said today that there will not be a return to the austerity of 10 years ago. Now, when I hear him say that, that what I'm hearing is there will be a return to the austerity of 10 years ago. Well, yeah, you can pretty much guarantee. It's like, but is that not like really worrying when you hear the exact opposite of what they're saying? Just because of what you're used to happening. To be honest, if they're saying that now, I expect something worse than 10 years ago. Yeah. Indeed. But, anyway. 
Um, I still think we should have done globulism. But yeah, I don't think you know much about art movements. Um, I mean, I, I've actually for, I mean, I've kind of stopped for a little while because I've been very busy this week. Um, been doing no, uh, a world congress. Have you pl- applied for your um funding? By the way, your, yeah, I have. yeah, cool. Um, so get. I mean, I've basically been sort of researching political systems around the world in an attempt to make something akin to what a world government might look like driven by like actual democracy yeah i'm not sure exactly whether whether or not it's achieved it or not but what the united nations was supposed to be and what it actually is uh i'll look up um i mean it's clearly not a government is it no, well, it's it's sort of to vote on issues that affect the world, but it doesn't necessarily. It, it basically just gets as much power as that's a, funny. A then few superpowers decide it. The symbol gets. looks exactly the same to me as the um, as the uh, United Federation of Planets. Uh, it's it's not too dissimilar. I think probably is that an an overhead view of. Land masses on the planet. Yeah, well, basically, the idea is that usually depictions of the world center on like either America or Europe. Right. They wanted to include every continent with people on it. Right. So they did it sort of so it spreads out from the Arctic. Yeah, yeah. So all continents are included. Does favor the Arctic the Arcticians. What are the Arctic Arctic Circle? Are they Inuits up there? Make, not Mexican. Um, oh, what are you talking about? Sheepdogs. No, what are they called? Um, what are the people that live in the Arctic? Eskimos, that's it. Yeah, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that's the correct term. but <laughs> It's not Mexicans. Probably not, no. But I mean, it's mainly Russia. What, Eskimos? No, the, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Eskimos live in Russia. Uh, well, there's um. You're not thinking of Moscow. Uh, I think it's Yakut, maybe. That's a yogurt. What are they called? Um, you're thinking of yurts. No, you fucking twit. Um, people in like Siberia. Inuits. No, you fucking. Dog shit. <laughs> Why are you resorting to throwing insults at me? Because you're a tit. You're annoying me every fucking time we do this. Right. Yeah, but it's it's not... I'm just trying to make it a bit more interesting because it, it gets quite dry otherwise. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is what? Ah, the Tatars. There we go. Tatar. Is the oh, hang on. Is that not spelt the same as tartar sauce? No, it's not. How is it spelt? T a t a r. Hmm, close. Mm, close. Do they eat fish? 
I bet they do, actually, because Eskimos eat a lot of fish. Well, the, yeah, probably because it's fucking Russia. But Russia's like a big landmass. There's rivers and there's lakes. Is there? And it's surrounded by sea. Well, not, it's not surrounded by sea. Well, most, most of it is. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's surrounded, though. It means it's not surrounded by sea. Shut up. Shut up. Some of it's, some of it's surrounded by China. It's, but then it's not surrounded, is it, by your logic? Some of it is. <laughs> well, no, it's not. <laughs> Because none of it's in... Shut up. Fuck off. <laughs> Are there... Is, is any of the Himalayas in Russia? No. <laughs> I know some of it's in China and... Uh, Nipple. T- is... T- <laughs> t- t- Tibet. Tibet. Nipple and tip. What the fuck? How do we make globalism interesting? Is it a good thing? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think the human race will ever be one nation? I mean, opposed to as opposed to nationalism, yes, I think that globalism is a better system. Just sort of generally, I think humans would be better if we work together towards common goals like sorting out global but in warming a, in a cost- whether something like market globalism actually sort of accelerates but those in problems a, in a cosmo- cosmopolitan sense in terms of different cultures coexisting rather than merging them all into one well you're always going to have to get that um, probably some of the best examples to look at would either be uh, the European Union or looking at uh, there's actually qu- oh. quite a movement to um, like unify East Africa at the moment, um, okay. but there's quite an issue there because there's a sort of divide. Uh, I think it's in, uh, I think it's in Ethiopia. Perhaps M- might be a, some, a bit over somewhere else. Um, in a stark camera between um, there's like a geographic divide between um, Islam and Christianity there. Mm. Um, but I think Ethiopia is sort of trying to move towards um, uniting a bunch of countries I think Kenya possibly all the way down to like uh, Mozambique I don't know you probably don't know what that is what Mozambique? yeah it's a country well I know you know that but like where? Um, is that somewhere near Lesotho? It's not too far away. Mm, and Zimbabwe. Uh, yeah, again, not too far away. Mm, just north of South Africa. Yeah, well done. Mm. I'm not as sick as you might think I am. I mean, thick as... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Were you about to say I'm not as sick as you might... No. I'm no, not... I wasn't. You're not as sick as you might think I am. I don't know. Was I? I could do with a wee, 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 wee. I need another beer. Yeah, me too. Will we have a a pause in the, um, in the, um, 
in the thing, and then I'll know where to edit it. Yeah. So don't make any noise. We'll be back with more beer. See. You started, I'm not even here yet. And you started without me. Did you say something? I said, what? Have you been speaking to them? Have you been slagging me off? I've got to go over and um, speed up Grandad's wifey tomorrow. Okay. Um, Oh, I'll break it off. To be this sort of idea, I mean, it's got here... um, Careful, that's sharp. Fucking shit, dipshit. Right. Uh, it's got here, um, proponents of globalism believe in global citizenship. Uh, that is, the problems of humanity can be resolved with democratic globalism. Democratic globalism is the idea that all people matter, no matter where they live, and that universal freedom and human rights can be fostered for all mankind. How However... Is... D- How is that not the default? Well, there's <laughs> sort of that idea, but then you get things where um, you like America sort of sees itself as the world police and like goes to places to sort of well you could argue see, have you seen that film what have you seen that film america world police yeah you showed me it okay. um i think it's sort of they uh, at times sort of use that sort of idea as propaganda to sort of yeah, they, they make out they 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 really what they want is save resources the planet, or to promote their ideology. Yeah, which oh. sort of to that was an interesting thing I noticed them, actually yes. because it's often been said that um, that America tries to claim credit for beating the Germans in World War Two, and obviously That's they correct. were a part of it. They helped. Yeah, but. Um, I'd not heard until recently, uh, uh, I think last week I saw some guy talking about um, Russia's role. Oh, yeah. I mean, the USSR and the USA were allies during that. The USSR, I mean, mean, Berlin wouldn't, possibly wouldn't have fallen without the USSR helping. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, also, um, I think... Because uh, Spain was in a fascist dictatorship for like, until not the 70s. very long ago, really, yeah. And um, given that they sort of started being fascist in the 30s, you might wonder why they didn't join the Axis. Um, basically, hmm. what it boiled down the to Italians did, didn't they? Well, yeah, and uh, Japan was big into fascism, so they joined the Axis, even though the Germans were probably pretty racist against Japanese. Um, although the Japanese might have been racist towards the Germans as well. Do you know, it almost seems to me like... Because I've heard um, far left as being described as fascist, but it's almost like, to me, there seems to be like a... It's not like a political spectrum, it's like a political circle. It's almost uh, like you go so far one way that you can become fascist because you're extreme left as well as extreme right. To, the, there's a sort of idea of making it an issue. I mean, uh, there's this sort of diagram of that political compass, mm. um, and it has two axes. And while um, people are a lot more complicated than that, it can be used as a tool to sort of help understand how uh, different politicians and political parties sort of fit 
in a wider context mm. um, and sort of how distantly political ideas are away from each other, I guess. Um, and it's the two axes are economic um, and uh, I think social. Uh, so it's economically left or right, right, which would be sort of more based towards community or more based towards um, individualism. Right, yeah. Uh, but the, mo- the more important one, in my opinion at least, is... It's a vertical one. Yeah, the authoritarian versus libertarian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's interesting, that. I mean, so, generally so- it sort of seems to go mainly from authoritarian right down toward libertarian left, but because... So would that you whole see yourself as a liberal scare. socialist? I would see myself as on a on a moderate day, um, democratic socialist, and on a day where I'm just like, fuck what it. Would, where, where does democratic fit in those axes? Uh, it would be sort of centre of the bottom left quadrant. So libertarian right. left. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but that's, that's democratic what I mean. can be sort of... But that's not to do with the, that's not to do with the axis, that's to do with the... Um, I suppose that, I suppose they're linked because authoritarianism is going to be less democratic, isn't it? Generally speaking, but you can be democratic and be very authoritarian. Yeah, Hitler got to power through democratic means, mm. and um, UK not democratic beans. While they're, as far as I know, or at least um, I guess the Brexit Party now is sort of the post thing although i think the Brexit party is probably falling apart by now magic beans um yeah they sort of reside surprisingly up in the far right corner it's a kind of magic um if i get out the political compass thing and you just stop fucking being a twit fried chicken i'll eat a dick Um, (laughs) not again uh, here we go. Um, ideological music. What? Down, 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 down. From all compass quadrants. Ooh, interesting. Oh, they're different. All right, yeah, national album. anthem thingies. There's a lot here because um, asshole any, from El Paso. <laughs> do you know any Shostakovich? I do. Apparently, it's very good uh, metal. Because it's it's quite um, based on like his own life, he was pretty scared of being hunted down. So mm, mm. he 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 walked yeah. a very very uh, weird. Putting time um, sort of the UK political parties from last year into the political compass, UKIP is surprisingly up there, and so are the Conservatives. They're like as right wing as you can go. That's. Quite scary, <laughs> uh, for and context, not, fa- not not that far away from being as authoritarian as you can go as well. Yeah, for context, Hitler resides about here, uh, so you can't see that. Um, sort of. So you, d- there's, I think, ten squares either side of each axis. So, uh, so Hitler was actually a lot less right wing than. Oh, I mean, Hitler was sort of economically centrist, but extremely authoritarian, which is the issue there. See, that's the thing that I think that's way more important. Yeah. Because I disagree with both UKIP and Stalin, obviously, but I would 
agree with people down here. That's a good film. Not because like the left or right thing. Is it the Death of Stalin? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah. Also, um, with um, China, China things things get a bit different because um, they have a concept there. I think called Dengism. He's ruined China. China needs to change its name because every time I hear the word China now, I see Trump well, doing f- a squeeze box. Really? Yeah. One fucking idiot, one orange idiot's ruined 2,000 years of history. I think they've been called China for about that long because <laughs> Qin Dynasty. He's like a bull in a China shop. Right. Um, yeah, Dengism, it's sort of market <laughs> communism, um, which means it's kind of like capitalist communism, but like really authoritarian and like under a one party state. Uh, it has four main proponents, which is uh, basic spirit of communism, which seems to be mainly an ideological thing. Um, democratic dictatorship, which seems like a bit of an oxymoron. Uh, stuff to do with the leadership of the Communist Party and s- sort of trying to stay true to Maoism and Marxism, Leninism. Meow. Now, I think it's weird that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> In political context, um, Marxism's often put next to Leninism because Leninism's very different from Marxism. Um, because Marx was never a politician. John Lennon so I guess nothing like Groucho Marx. Lenin, Vladimir. You you just cannot handle anything right now, can you? I can. I'm just I'm just um I'm just doing my best to put you off. <laughs> Look, I'm providing the comic relief. This is one of the things that I noticed actually. You know, me and Mum have been watching through all the Marvel stuff, and there's uh-huh. a lot there's a lot of people that um don't rate Agents of Shield um and but and. There's a lot of people that really like the uh, the more gritty stuff, the Netflix series, and we're watching Daredevil at the moment. And I I do like that kind of that Avengers style kind of um, stuff that has the comic relief. Do you know what I mean? I find some of the Netflix stuff quite gritty, um, quite hard work to get through because it's it's there's less humor involved there's less sort of light relief while there are serious subjects in the avengers stuff and that's what i'm trying to come a- get across here is that i think people will be learning from your wonderful insightful knowledge but um, while also being entertained by a little humor in the meantime um, right. i can see a chocolate hobnob um toot back to that uh, world Did you say toot you said toot back to this idea of a world congress um basically the idea was um i give uh each nation or territory uh seats i think ten thousand total equivalent to their population Mm. um so say somewhere like china gets nearly two thousand seats because it has a very large population. Uh, just for, for those who Whereas, are listening or watching, I'm looking at a spreadsheet. 
Yeah, I'm very nerdy. I, I've done like a whole With... bunch of elections here. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Um, if you're interested in the UK election, uh, I, these are presidential elections. This looks like a really complicated um, Ableton Live project. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, I think... For all you musos out there. Yeah, I, I mean, basically most of these... Um, because our electoral system is designed to sort of be that first-past-the-post thing, mm-hmm. uh, which incidentally, apparently, because um, in 2010 there was... Uh, Do you still play nation-states? No, I, I kind of got bored of it because there was... Um, you, you started getting involved in the... Didn't were you on some sort of council or something with Yeah, that? I got involved in like internal politics of that and then somebody basically said, oh, well, they wrote this constitution for their region. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to get involved in this. And then they just basically overwrote that. And I was like, but it's a constitution. The kind of point is that you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> and I got too nerdy for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. We don't have one, do we? What? We don't have a constitution. We have like four a, um, documents that are sort of like a codified. Uh, well, no, I think the thing is that we don't have a codified constitution, like, we have some things that sort of amount to it, but yeah, which is interesting that I think we're technically in a constitutional monarchy, but we don't really have a constitution. <laughs> we uh, we're just a clusterfuck, really, aren't we? Yeah, Britain's confusing. The UK is clusterfuck without without the final C. What clusterfuck? Okay. That's what we are. Yeah, um I I found it interesting going through this because basically like it seems if you actually go based on percentages, even though there's like more than a hundred seats difference between the Labour and the Conservative Party, like in terms of what they actually got in votes, it's not that much different. So with this presidential election, <clears throat> because there's a lot more left-wing parties in the UK... Do you think he's going to get back in? Who? Trumpet. Oh, yeah. See, it's interesting. Um, the Democrats definitely have the edge with the popular vote, but whether they have the edge with the actual states... It, I, it's a bit sad and a bit... Uh, I find myself actually hoping that loads and loads and loads of people die in places like Florida because it would... It's, it's a horrible thing to say, but because it would make it... One would hope it would make it impossible for him to get back in because he would get the blame for it. No, it won't, though, because he'll no. spin it as... That's true. Oh, it was Democrats' fault, so it was the protesters' fault. Yeah. Which, yeah, by the one, way... That's the one that's been... It's been proven that the Black Lives Matter protests have not read, led to a rise in coronavirus cases. Researchers have looked into that, and it's been proven it's not happening. So if you are saying that, stop fucking saying it. Yeah. Otherwise, Firebolt's going to come round and face mask you. Ooh. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> Do you reckon people are going to get, like, weird face mask fetishes through this? Well, uh, I mean, if it went ahead, I could imagine a lot of people wearing the Jason mask at HHN 30. What? Like the Halloween Horror mask. Nights, yeah. I'm not sure how much that would actually like. No, but like a face mask with that design on it, I mean. Right. 
Um, You're not supposed to wear costumes through that, though, so it might be a bit... Yeah. Well, we shall see what happens. Um, Thingy-Bob's been cancelled. Um, uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party's been cancelled this year. Interesting. Well, if you think about it, there's not much they could actually do. No. No shows. Um, it'd be very difficult to be handing sweets out. Fireworks would be off. So basically, it'd just be the rides. Which... Yeah. <laughs> um. Um, so basically, what I've done with this here is I've... <laughs> made lots of coloured stripes. Well, I've made um, basically every political party follow some sort of affiliation, a bit like the EU, where have you, they have these groups. Have you got um, formulae set up for the different columns and stuff so that votes transfer into... Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, have you done Have you done any spreadsheet formulae in any of these? Fields? Oh, loads. Yeah. Um, just an example. Uh, yeah, so like that there. Got... Loads of stuff here. So it's not just that you've been learning lots about politics doing this. You've also been learning spreadsheet. Um, I mean, I kind of knew about that already, but uh, yeah, I have tried to do some. Yeah, but things. putting it into practice is a. I mean, I know that I know the basic concepts of it, but it would take me a long time to work stuff out until I practiced it for a while. But yeah, it begins to get quite complicated. Um, but yeah, basically, I've uh, arranged uh, each political party into some broad categories. Um, and not every political party, like every member, is a member of one of these. Necessarily. Those which like Brussels sprouts. Um, so if I arrange it, uh, I have a system for arranging it because it gets quite complicated. Hang on a sec. Should maybe link to this in some way in um, <laughs> show notes. I don't know how, but like, it's going to be pretty. Uh, complicated to explain in some ways. It's a spreadsheet with lots and lots of complicated stuff on it. Basically, you've designed a whole world political system in Excel, haven't you? Maybe a bit. <laughs> Maybe a bit. <laughs> uh, this this was your teenage hobby. Yeah. Is it a hobby though? See, this could be found in a in a hundred years' time, and and a new global system built on it. That would be terrifying. See, a, a lot of it, see, a lot of it's quite difficult because, especially Ethiopia's one, that was a ball lake. Because basically, they had essentially one party that had any real power, and a bunch of parties that were like based on ethnic groups and like their interests. Because. Broadly, there's a lot of different ethnic groups that have like conflicting interests in Ethiopia. But in December, they decided to change all that and went, "Oh, we'll have a more united system that's like not based on what is close to like ethno statism, I guess, um, which is uncomfortable." Um, uh, then party, yep. So I'm trying to arrange it in a way that. Makes sense. I don't don't know what you're doing. Uh, This is a very visual medium for a podcast. Yeah, well, sorry. 
<laughs> uh, I'm, I'll try and explain it. Sorry, not sorry. Arranging it so it makes sense. I'm just looking at lots of different colours. And then this one. Pardon me. And then I think if I just arrange it by territory at the end. I thought that said African Congenital Congress. Uh, no, Continental. <laughs> which I think might already be a thing, but like I, I kind of... I've There's the African National Congress. Yeah, that's in South Africa. All right. Um, I, I've basically done it where there's a organisation that sort of represents entire continents or regions. Uh, that's part of the Free Trade Federation. Well, that was a smelly fart. Uh, but if I go to China, because that's the one that I've actually China. gotten all the members ready for. Yeah. Uh, basically every single party not everyone in them is like a member specifically of that particular affiliation so somewhere like i have no idea what you're talking about well i've got the asian prosperity party here and while that is mainly the free trade federation by the way this is a totally made up party i made it up to sort of um represent asia uh but like (laughs) it's got a bunch of different affiliations within it um but yeah basically i mean it's totally not complete so it's very much weighted by the fact that china's the only one that i've actually completed um currently the way it is progressive partnerships at the top followed by democratic socialist alliance the, narrowly see, i i can't imagine spending this much time on something like this when at your age or certainly in my mid-teens when you were doing all this sort of stuff i was arranging stuff for brass bands yeah, well, I mean, we all have our interests. <laughs> I'm very weird. Well, welcome to your artistic world. <laughs> I do loads of these projects, but this is one of the biggest ones. Um, oh, do you, I remember all the flags. You, yeah. you and your flags were. I, I can name else. any national flag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by the looks of it. Fred. Uh, nationalists are probably going to end up being second closely to the progressives uh union for communism and order is currently fourth but that's mainly because of china that reminds me um there's a film uh kevin smith film just come out on sky or a re thingy of it something's jay and silent bob strike back or something oh yeah you heard about that yeah i wasn't really sure what that was yeah it's supposed to be good I'm not sure if it's that one that's got um, a cameo from Stan Lee in it. Um, oh, no, that was Mall Rats. But basically because there's no big conservative party in China and the other main one that I've done is India, um, there's no big conservative party in either of those. Conservatives are actually behind the anarchists, which I mm. find interesting. Sorry, I just I just palmed my mic. Although that'll definitely change when I do the US. Which would have meant something very different when my boss was called Mike. What? Okay, right. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting too bogged down in my nerdy spreadsheet here, but like... We should bring things to a close sometime soon so we can watch some amusement. I just found it interesting, this sort of idea of a global government and actually seeing what that might look like in terms of what it's made up for politically. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Like with candidate representatives from each country and stuff like that. Yeah, so the system that I've got currently is um, 
there's a presidential election, which so is how many done, how many like, candidates have you got like, then in 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 this world government? Uh, how many how members? Many seats? How many seats? Ten thousand. Fucking hell, that's a big. Um, I mean, that's a lot of people stood around the edges in uh, in the House of Commons. Well, I've actually, I, I might have deleted it. Ten thousand. Uh, you, you, you could, you could host that somewhere like, um, in like an arena, kind of. Well, yeah, I've basically done it where um, I've decided it like the Olympic, where it's hosted a different city each time. See, that's going to take a. I'm, I'm immediately thinking expense scandal. <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, sports is always, um, engulfed in that, isn't it? I've also mm. included um, my other project that was this big, uh, West Korea, uh, as a little side note into it, mm-hmm. uh, but not on the scale that I was doing West Korea because that was too big. Yeah, it was get, it was turning into a lifetime project, though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, uh, but also like researching the different political systems also has a different um, purpose of like just making me more aware about the world in general. Yeah, it's the byproduct of. Of it all, um, there are some interesting ones. Um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting almost as bogged down in all this with building my Amazon Music library at the moment because I've been, I've been doing it for weeks now, and I just keep, I, I just keep adding more and more acts to it because as you go along, you kind of see other ones suggested, and you're like, oh yeah, there's that and there's that and. And it's just, it's just, it's huge. But I'm listening to some ace stuff that I wouldn't have necessarily listened to otherwise. Have you checked out that one I recommended? The Orion Experience. Yeah. They are in my library now. Cool. Did you like them? I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm still building the library, but yeah, I'll, I will go and have a listen. So. Um. Um. Yeah, with this... Th- there are some ones that are a bit difficult to do because um, I added Johnny Cash today. They're sort of broadly, um, especially for places that like have got like one party states or like parties that dominate over everyone else. A lot of the parties sort of follow a similar line uh, in quite a few places, um, particularly in like somewhere like Iran. It was really difficult to get like varied political parties because most of them... The National Trust Party? Yeah. That sounds like... um, Well, there is a National Trust, isn't there? Yeah. I don't know there's one in England or there is a National Trust in Scotland. But, um... I mean, they they seem to have this sort of idea of sort of scholars of Islam being sort of part of the government in Iran, Mm. which is... um, means that a lot of them just follow basically a broad, similar ideology. They're either conservative or um, either the more moderate um, Islamic faction here, which is the Modern Islamic Assembly, or the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a real-world organisation that, like, vaguely supports jihadists, which is quite difficult to sort of integrate that into a world government. (laughs) I mean, they don't have a lot of members right now. Uh, this is um, here, but yeah, I mean, how the fuck do you organise that? A ten thousand strong government? Well, it was because um, I I didn't want. I think um, what I'm trying to say is, I mean, it's an int- it's a very interesting project, albeit 
um, very in depth. But practically, is it something that could be achieved? Yeah, well, see, that's the, I didn't want uh, any of the smaller territories to go without representation. Right. Uh, but if you so, want which is to, why you've had to go for 10,000. Yeah, to, to make it fair to somewhere like... I mean, I've basically done it where uh, you automatically get two seats, which most organisations like they do something like that. Are they not... Um, like but, in I the mean, like, does that mean then, for seats? instance, does Vatican City have a representative? Vatican City gets two representatives, its president and its prime minister. Right. And what's the population of Vatican City? 799. Is it really? I mean, it fluctuates, obviously. I mean, this was based on... So what's the country with the lowest population on the planet, then? Vatican City. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, it's technically the Holy See, but, like, yeah. Which Uh, is funny. I mean, they basically get their own political faction of the Catholic Church, because I couldn't really see any way to integrate them into the political system. They vote by um, coloured smoke signals. I mean, I'm not going to do it like they do the actual <laughs> papal election because that's fucking weird. Anyway, um, <clears throat> how shall we? How shall we draw to a satisfying conclusion? She screamed. Well, see, we sort of get. I mean, basically, globalism in its current form seems to be. While there are sort of diplomatic organisations and trading blocks. Um, it seems like a unified world is a long way off and we're often stuck with territorial sort of sniping at each well, other. It's, it's almost like the, the 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 lower ranks, if you like, the general population, the proles are the ones that seem to be leading the way because we're the ones that are interacting on an equal footing with people of the same yeah. kind on the opposite side of the planet. Well, I find it interesting, um, particularly like with, how, with my generation, because a lot of us people don't People try to bring us down. Um, I have found that interesting recently, um, looking at... Um, uh, basically, there's this sort of idea of like you get more conservative as you get older. Bollocks. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, people try and sort of debunk that by saying, "Well, it, I typically think it in the past, generation yeah, from well, exactly. Typically in the past, you got richer as you got older, mm. but that's probably not going to be true for yeah, my generation. But, I mean, not, not that I'm going to be rich, but when I'm better off, when I'm when I'm on a teacher's salary in a few years' time, does that mean I'm going to be more right, more, more conservative? You have more to lose in the system, supposedly. Yeah, but I mean, I know teachers that have been in the profession for a long time. I think teachers are probably an a, exception. Well, you yeah, you've got to have a certain level of intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also I suppose you're not in that profession. You're not, although you're earning a reasonable amount. See, with that, um, arguably, um, you're not. Uh, you're not really valued that much by the government. With that Brexit podcast, I was talking about. Um, they, they sort of talked about that. There seems to be quite a big economic divide in England, sort of class divide there. Mm. Um. And I found that interesting because I was like, oh, like around, particularly like that idea of, oh, we've had enough of experts. And I think that's because, you know, uh, you have to pay for tuition in England. And that often means that you kind of have to be well off or like 
good enough to get a scholarship to go to higher education, whereas someone like Boris Johnson can basically just coast on by because he's rich. You know, I I think I mean this this does kind of bring it round to a, a, a I suppose some kind of conclusion for me. I started off saying about how before Brexit I was thinking a more globalist, but then in terms of the one nation thing, but then wanting to separate from England because of their politics. I suppose what I'm feeling now is that yes, I do I do want Scotland to become independent, but the re- the positive reason behind that is so that it can take an appropriate um position for its size and demographic on the world stage, which yeah. I don't think the UK do. I think the UK try to be a lot bigger than they are. They still have a fair amount of influence like through the Commonwealth, but, but it's like, all, it's not all as em- much as we think we do, I don't it, think. It's all um really It's all imperial hangover though. Yeah. <laughs> well it's like um I mean we are I think still the sixth biggest economy in the world and And in and in a capitalist society I suppose that, that pulls some weight. But let's and I know economy has has far-reaching effects on the citizens of a nation, but it's still essentially fucking around with numbers. Yeah, well... <laughs> and affecting lives because of it, you know, it's like... Indeed. Let, let, let's start thinking about the people instead of the numbers. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's sort of... I think qu- quite a lot of people point to... Um, uh, very capitalistic nation. Oh, look how successful they are. They've got this really big economy, but it's like that's on capitalism's own metric, though. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because you can have an amazing economy in a country, but one person's got all the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the US has really high inequality. Mm. Well, I suppose that's a bit of an oversimplification because the economy is not going to thrive if a if one person's got all the money, but no, but like a fairly small amount of people can have a fair portion of it and do. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, um, spread it. The wealthiest, I think 43 people in America own half the wealth, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. Two billionaires, pay your fucking taxes, you shits. I don't care how much you give to charity, pay the fucking well, taxes. That's the thing, though. The ta- the, I suppose if they're, if they're committing a crime, fair enough, but the system is, is weighted in their favour. They can, they can get away with legally not paying. Well, they can get away with it, but they shouldn't. <laughs> but then they own the power, Morally, power don't they? They own yeah. the people. Well, that's the that point. They have the power and... See, that's the point of people saying about, like... Um, you can buy power. Basically trusting the courts to deal with um, issues think- of police brutality in particular, but also, like, issues to do with sexual assault. Like, trusting the system that is very obviously flawed I think, I think the courts, fix that. I think the courts have some sway, but they not nearly enough. do, but, like, the courts themselves are corrupt. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it is the, the tortoise and the hare, isn't it? You can't none of these massive problems that we've got 
can be fixed overnight. And the problem is some of the massive problems we've got need to be fixed quickly. Well, particularly, yeah, like <laughs> climate change. Like, mm. That should have been fixed 20 years ago, but we're well, still here today. 50 years ago, it should have been. we should have been starting on it. Well, yeah, I mean, we knew... So what I heard the other day, this scared the fuck out of me. It probably means a lot less to you. Right. But, um, and it's an obvious fact, it's just something we don't like to think about, is that um, we are we are now an equal... T- temporarily, we are an equal distance from 1990 as from 2050. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we still have that sort of thing where a lot of people seem to forget how... Far away the nineties were. I still feel like we're in the twentieth century. A lot of us. I mean, you weren't born in the twentieth century, so no. you don't. But I mean, nineteen ninety to me, it might it might seem like it's recently. But oh. then I think to myself, well, hang on a minute, uh, that was when I went yeah, to that, college. That was the thing that I was going <laughs> to say about how I wonder if my generation will be a lot more globalistic because you know I talk to people all around the world almost every day. Yeah, and but like, talking's not the same thing. You're still doing it in your bedroom. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like I'm interacting with people yeah. across the globe, and it's like it's that idea of just saying, "Well, suppose, like, yeah. oh, well, it doesn't matter." Like, it's your it matter your background. Do you know what matters, I think matters like, about that? Yeah, is yeah that I mean, like I travelled when I was younger, admittedly only around sort of Europe and the Mediterranean, but it's a different thing to visit someone else's culture, um, like for a week or two, every now and then, than to be exposed to communication with people all around the world on a daily basis because it's like that mixing of ideologies isn't it and that kind of you you know I, I we can go like when I went on holiday when I was a kid I was visiting a foreign culture right for like a week or two I was out of my home culture in somebody else's and then I went back home to my own Whereas now they're all mixing all the time. It's not just people visiting other cultures. They're kind of seeping into each other through the internet. Mm. But like, uh, so the, the internet's kind of making globalism happen inevitably. There's, there's no, I mean, the only way that that can be stopped is by every country putting up its own private internet, really. Yeah, which I think China has China to do and interestingly enough I think the UK government almost tried to do but like it was a big task and very authoritarian to basically yeah, you don't do you remember that. back in um, last year um, back in last year or all those year, eons ago centuries ago seriously I don't know how it's still June while we're recording this well it feels like it's going to be July by the time we finish but maybe but um uh, it will be by the time they're listening to this. Well, definitely. Um, yeah, they were they were going to do the pawn block thing, and basically the only way to do that effectively was to create your own private internet. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, with VPNs and Tor, there's like there's only so much you can do without actually physically cutting the outside lines. Well, yeah. You can't even do that without. But like the thing that they were trying network. to do, like. Any actual argument against like kids seeing that would be to just actually educate them on it. You could stab them all in the eyes. That would stop them seeing it. I feel like the Tories were on the way to doing that, and then someone was like, "You yeah, maybe that won't go down well." 
let's finish because I've finished my second beer and um, if I go on to a third, it should be to some kind of humorous program. And I don't mean a political propaganda um, invasion of my mind. What? A humorous program. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. Um, the other thing that I was going to say about like the class divide in England, particularly, <laughs> is how that might be different in Scotland, and how like it doesn't make sense to me how like a lot of working class people in England voted for Brexit, but like the class divide there and sort of, like that idea of, like rejecting experts. Uh, the class divide around education in particular is very different. There is because quite there's a... free tuition here. Like, I wouldn't be able to go to university probably if there wasn't free tuition here. There, there is, there is a surprisingly fun. big cultural attitude difference between Scotland and England. Yeah. Um, and I don't think... I don't know whether it's because I've become more politically aware over the last 20 years since I've been living here or because I've been exposed to it because I do live here. But I, from what I remember, when I lived in England, we weren't really aware of how politically different and culturally different Scotland's outlook is. Um, and I have to, I have to be frank about it and say, I think it's far superior. I mean, it's sort of... It's got its faults, but... That thing of just sort of being more... I, I think a big thing is being sort of more open to outsiders, I guess. I think a part of it is based on not being an arrogant bunch of fucks that think that you're the yeah, best I mean, country on the planet. There are issues there, and with, like, we're still part of the UK, and there are some hang-ups from that, but, but like... Like, for, for about half the country, that's reluctantly. Well, yeah, because, like, we... <sighs> Um, sort of have that thing where basically if England does anything we kind of um, have that instinct to just go nope <laughs> do you know I just saw to do anything else I just realised you, you put Demo Democratic Republic of Congo <laughs> down there but you've abbreviated it and I thought it said Dr Congo <laughs> I was like who's Dr Congo <laughs> And on that note, um, yeah, we should probably be finishing up because this is getting pretty long, and that's what she said. I'm tired, and it's nearly midnight, and we want to watch something. Yeah, and I I've think we're going to install more games. You're not editing tonight, are you? Nah, I'm going to go and take this equipment upstairs and and um, continue with my downloading all sorts of games for me to um, investigate. All the, so all are we the... watching something then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just okay. need to take the equipment upstairs first. Right. Um, I'm not sure how much of that made sense. I mean, I vaguely tried to steer back onto some sort of idea of globalism occasionally. <laughs> but yeah, he keeps doing shit like that. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of difficult to keep your train of thought, especially since I've got a headache before we even started and now I've started drinking. So. That's a really fucking good album, actually. I don't even feel like we're having a conversation most of the time. I train feel like of we're thought. just talking like No, train of thought, dream theatre. I'm still I'm still engaging. I'm just not being quite as 
I mean, it's compliant. It's, it's just I don't feel like I'm actually talking to you. I feel like I'm just talking into the void, and something's coming back. It's like Chinese whispers. China. I I hate you. I'm on that note. Please stop moaning and say goodbye to the people. Bye. Uh, uh, we should do the outro, shouldn't we? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The blah Anyway. Anyway. I've been Bible. I've been the Orbiter. And that's been Breaking Marks, episode 62. Globulism. Oh. Uh. What the fuck? I'm trying to say globalism in in um, tandem in tutti in what do you call it in sync? No, what is it called? In unison. That's it. Say it. <laughs> no, because I want it to look like you're... Have um, we gone into the afterbirth accidentally? I think we well, must have we done. We've done the outro. <laughs> Haven't we? Well, yeah, but I said globulism. I don't think you'd let it lie at that. Globe. Globe. Glob. Glo- uh, fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so uh, anything... Insanely interesting to say before I stop the madness. It's you. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>